This is Dave, and I'm here with Ethan, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 29-inch. On this episode, we interview the director of Weird Al's lame claim to fame music video, Tim Thompson. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch you don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. We're the Gregory Brothers, and this is Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. I never get tired of hearing that amazing theme song by Jim Kimo West. I love that theme so much. Actually, it came up on my shuffle today when I was listening to music at work, and I was so thrilled. I was like, hey, that's my theme song. <laughs> and it's by Jim Kimo West. How cool is that? <laughs> that's amazing. You know, Dave, I'm actually going to see a solo show of Jim's on the 7th of December in Los Angeles, and specifically Altadena, California. It's at the Coffee Gallery, and it's a holiday slack key show, complete with special guests and hula, so I cannot wait. Oh, hula, that's so cool. Holiday hula. Are they going to have, like, Christmas lights on them? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I've never seen Jim perform with hula, so I'm very excited to see that. That's actually really cool when he adds the hula to his shows. And I'm really jealous you get to go. I love Jim's Christmas albums. He's got two of them, of course. Kimo's Hawaiian Slack Key Christmas, and this one's going to be fun to say. Kiko Hualua Christmas Time. <laughs> you can say that five times fast. I don't want to. <laughs> okay. You can, though. I'm just saying. <laughs> Jim's Christmas albums are like the only Christmas music I listen to besides the two Weird Al songs. Yeah. I just go from, you know, Holiday Slack Key to Night Santa Went Crazy to more Holiday Slack Key to Christmas at Ground Zero. It makes my family really upset, but I enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> So this was a really busy week for Al News. Definitely. So I guess the first thing we got to talk about is the official Strings Attached Tour merchandise finally launching on WeirdAl.com. Yeah, it's amazing. They have almost everything that they had out on the tour. I mean, they have shirts, they have socks, they have stickers, they have the enamel pins, they have the USB drive, they have the Word Crimes notebook, they have hats, they have mug, and they have a couple of unique things. They have that black lunchbox up on the website. Yeah, I'm curious to see if it's actually black or if it's going to be the new silver one that we saw it switch over to. The other thing I noticed is that Messenger bag that we were tracking the color of in our strings attached to our bonus episodes it originally was a light brown tan messenger bag and then it switched over to a dark brown and just as it did on the tour when the website <laughs> launched it was light brown tan and then on monday it switched over to dark brown so curious to see if they actually were sending those out i didn't order one since I already have one of each. Oh, but please tell me you ordered at least one thing. Oh, I ordered four separate orders. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave, they have these free gifts with purchase. So you can either get a keychain from the Mandatory Fun Tour, you can get a patch from the Mandatory Fun Tour, or you can get a sticker pack from this tour. And I don't have any of those patches, so I had to put at least a couple orders in. <laughs> yeah, those patches, I've never seen those patches before, so I'm definitely going to have to put an order in. Yeah, they're really cool, so I, I can't wait to get one. I remember them being given out as prizes at the early VIP party, but I never won one of those, so that's why I put in four orders. <laughs> <laughs> You're hoping to get at least one patch in your four orders. <laughs> and I did order a lunchbox, so I'm curious to see if I'll get the silver one or the black one. I do have one of each, but... 
I'm curious to see the new one that I get. We'll definitely report back on that. Oh, the other note is if you spend $50 or more, you do get a free pair of socks, not a tie. Ah, that was going to say, there's one thing that was missing, (laughs) (laughs) and that is they still do not have ties. In other Al news, Gallery 1988 in L.A. announced that they're going to have a Weird Al exhibit opening on Friday, December 6th. Hey, wait a minute, Ethan. You're going to be out in L.A. in that time. Why don't you check that out? Hey, that's a great idea, Dave. What are the odds that I just happen to be flying out to L.A. that specific weekend? I am so excited. I love Gallery 1988. I've been a fan of theirs for many years since they first had their initial Weird Al exhibit. And I own all those prints. I know you own those. They're so great. I cannot wait to see what is in store for this year's Weird Al exhibit. We'll definitely report back on that because... I'm really jealous that you get to go there, and I'm really jealous you get to go see Jim Kimo West. So please report back. Yeah, and if you happen to be out in L.A. at either of those shows, or if you just happen to catch me walking around, come say hi. I'd love to give you a sticker, give you a card, take a picture, sign an autograph, tattoo my face on your leg, anything for our listeners. Hey, Ethan, you think you're going to stop by Weird Al Star while you're out there? I absolutely am going to be going to the Weird Al Star and maybe some other Weird Al-related things, so stay tuned. I'll report back. Dave, that auction we mentioned last week, the one to have lunch with Al, sold for $10,600. That is amazing. The real winners there are, of course, Home for Our Troops, which get 100% of that sale. How cool is that? Just for you know an hour or so of Al's time, he's able to help them raise that money. And a great fan and their friend will get to have lunch with Al. Yes, if you are that lucky winner, we want to hear from you. Give us a call, 347-SPATULA. We want to talk to you. We want to hear all about your lunch with Al. Dave, I know that you didn't win. I know that I didn't win. Actually, I don't know that you didn't win. I, I know that I didn't win. <laughs> But if I did win, I was trying to think of where I would want to have lunch with Al. Well, I'll tell you something. I did not win also. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I didn't even bid on it because I knew it was going to go for over 2,000 inches. I mean, over $2,000. I never expected it to go for $10,600. You know, when it was hovering around 500 on the first day, I was tempted but I, I knew I knew it was just kind of worthless. There's no way I was going to be able to get that for that price. But if I were to win lunch with Weird Al, I think I would fly in Burrito Burrito from Troy, New York and share that with him. <laughs> this week's episode brought to you in part by vegan Mexican restaurant Burrito Burrito in Troy, New York, home of the two pound double wrapped in a quesadilla burrito burrito. Come on down to Burrito Burrito and Burrito Burrito, your burrito burrito. Find them at burritosquared.com and at burritosquared.com. Instagram. And remember, not every burrito is a burrito, 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 but every burrito, burrito, burrito can be burrito, burritoed. That sounds amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I know you like this place. I know you've been there before. I want you to take me there. We're going to have a special secret project going on in January. When I can come up to see you in January, I want you to take me to Burrito Burrito. I will take you to Burrito Burrito and I'll get you a Burrito 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 Burritoed. And you will love it. I will love it. Sounds amazing already. I can't wait. All right. So, Ethan, you didn't win this amazing lunch with Weird Al. I didn't win this amazing lunch with Weird Al. But I did see something. I got an email from Demented Punk, and I saw that an Ethan Yu from New York actually won something from Demented Punk. Is that you? The jig is up, Dave. Yes, it was me. I won. (laughs) What did you win? It was so cool. So, when they re-released the... Vubaha 
Barnes & Barnes album. Of course, I bought all the variations. And by doing that, I was entered to win an autographed Fish Head single. So, lo and behold, I won. And I was so excited. I already got it in the mail. <laughs> it's so cool. It's signed by Barnes & Barnes. It's signed by Osaka Pop Star. And it's signed by Dr. Demento. It's super cool. I was so thrilled to get that. That is so cool. Congratulations, Ethan. And Dave, there's a new contest on DementedPunk.com. If you order the brand new holiday album by Barnes & Barnes, Holidays in Lumania, if you order it before December 15th, you'll be entered to win, just like I did, a brand new rare black vinyl test pressing of that album. So maybe I will win that again, but I doubt <laughs> I will. <laughs> I bet if they pulled my name at the end, they'd be like, oh, this Ethan guy, we already let him win. <laughs> well, maybe I should go by because I do have a very small Christmas collection with just two Jim Kimo West CDs in it. <laughs> and two Weird Al songs. <laughs> so I could add Holidays in Lumania to my Christmas playlist. I could do that. Yeah, and the first 100 orders for the vinyl and CD receive a bonus limited edition holidays greeting card signed by Barnes and Barnes. You don't even have to win. You just have to be one of the first hundred people. All right. I'm going to go order right now. You uh, cover the rest of this podcast. Please. I'm going to order a hundred of them, Dave. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's one more big news that dropped this week in the world of Weird Al. Our friends over at Festival, we know that they've already announced that Jonah Ray and a bunch of other great guests are going to be there. But this week, they announced that John Bermuda Schwartz is going to be their keynote speaker. How cool is that? That is amazing. I'm really jealous because Bermuda, I've seen him give keynote speeches at the Alcons and at Dementia 99 and a couple other places. He comes with these amazing stories. Well, you heard him when he came on episode 27 Inch and what he brought to that. Yeah. So I can only imagine what he's going to bring to Festival. That's so cool. And Festival, check out festival.com for more information. We had another great interview this week. I'm so excited for people to hear this one. This one is really exciting because we talked to the director of Lame Claim to Fame, Tim Thompson. He's the director of numerous music videos, including MC Lars, Real Big Fish, and of course, Weird Al Yankovic's Lame Claim to Fame. Please welcome Tim Thompson. Wow, thanks. That's a, yeah, it makes me sound a lot more official than I actually feel. <laughs> <laughs> You're so official. Your video for Lame Claim to Fame is one of the all-time greatest Weird Al videos. There's so many things in that video. You literally will see something new every time you watch it, and I love that about it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it was it was, uh, it was was a lot of work, that's for sure. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was... Uh... It was it was it was fun to it was I mean it was like an, it was an honor you know to be able to be asked it was an honor to be asked by Al to do that and uh, uh, yeah I I just I love I've loved Al since I was a, a kid I've just loved listening to his music and he was he's sort of like what kind of got me through like you know middle school being middle school and high school being just like a kind of a nerdy <laughs> you know kid who didn't really like have a lot of friends and and uh, you know like especially in um, elementary school i just i just had nobody nobody there was really a close friend of mine and uh until i met uh andrew mc lars and then ah. we just kind of we just kind of bonded over weird al that's so cool grade. so that that was uh, the bond between you guys yeah that's where that's where we, we met we met in fourth grade because he was like checking out the school where i was going so we met one day and i just remembered him and then i remembered him when he came back in fifth grade and uh, one of the first, yeah, one of the first things we we started talking about was Al. 
<laughs> oh, and so amazing. interestingly enough, the connection to me directing a Weird Al video starts way back then, because I I don't know if you know, he probably said this, but um, the reason I got the Al video is because Al saw a video that I did for him. Oh wow! He he saw he saw the video I did for MC Lodge because Al Al Andrew somehow got Al on one of his songs, which was. Um, uh, true player for real where al just plays accordion so you would you wouldn't know unless he says it but right. um and then uh i did a music video for a song called this gigantic robot kills for mc lars which is also stop motion paper sort of stuff and uh and al saw it and just and emailed me out of the blue so it was really kind of bizarre well, wow. I emailed Andrew, wow. emailed Andrew out of the blue. He emailed Andrew. He's like, "Hey, can you do you have Tim Thompson's contact info?" Just very, <laughs> very surreal day. For me. Um, but anyway, so so yeah, so Andrew and I met back in fifth grade and just like really sort of like got into into Al together, and I think that was sort of like the beginning of just like this whole long journey, I suppose. <laughs> it's just meant to be. I mean, what really shows in the video is that you are a true hardcore Weird Al fan because there are just so many layers upon layers of references and just things that just like you literally have to pause it to see to understand like oh my god this is an Al reference like I'm thinking of the uh you know the paper clips folded into small animals like someone may not recognize that immediately yeah. <laughs> like, oh that's just you know the other office supplies sliding by it's like no that's a reference yeah. to dog eat dog like it's just absolutely I love that there's so many of those in the entire video yeah, yeah, I just like because I, I was trying to think of like you know because it's a scrapbook and there's like the the whole like, that's what how Al pitched it to me. He's like he wanted to make like a scrapbook of a person who like collects like celebrity things, you know. <laughs> and so I just thought I just thought anything that's like kind of minutia, anything that like anything that's kind of like would be considered boring from a Weird Al video from a Weird Al song, you know, like any kind of like really like average stuff that would find my friends <laughs> the doggy dog of course came to mind you know because it's just like about a guy working at an office and you know doing ridiculous <laughs> things right. I, I just thought the paper and i saw them at the store i'd say they're actually i didn't make those into paper there's little paper animal clips at the store and i just my brain was just like oh yeah. these because <laughs> uh polka party was i think was my first so doggy dog is on polka party right it's yep. uh and that's like that was the first album i owned Wow. It's like, I mean, that's just, I, it's funny because I remember then uh, Jimmy Fallon and the dude who wrote Hamilton, what's his name? Lynn Lynn Manuel Miranda. Yeah. Jimmy Fallon and him, like, just like really kind of like got into how they love Polka Party. And they, they, I think they were friends when they were kids and they, and they were really, they felt Polka Party was their favorite album or whatever. And they listened to it over and over again. And I was like the same. It was the, the first one I, I sort of dove into. It was because like, that was been back when they sold like tapes at right. the checkout stand. You know, right. when, you, when you would be going it was and that's sort of that was where i first saw any weird owl merch stuff where it was like waiting in the checkout line with my mom at, at like safeway or lucky's or something and <laughs> and it just they would have like weird owl tapes and cds and i just thought that was so interesting like like i don't know if, i mean i guess they sort of do that now but like it just it was i just it seems kind of weird he's he was so prevalent that even in like a small town <laughs> called Prun, Prun, prundale he still had like you know tapes and CDs in the supermarket, which is always cool. That's amazing. <laughs> I want to know when Andrew said I have a email from Weird Al 
How did you react to that? Were you freaking out? Because I'd be freaking out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it was, it just, it, yeah, it, it almost didn't feel real. Andrew just, like, comes in the room. He's like, because like, Andrew and I were roommates at the time. So he just, oh, like, wow. runs in the room. He runs <laughs> in the room, and he's just like, he's like, he's like, Tim, listen to this, listen to this. And then he just reads me the email. <laughs> and at first, I wasn't, when he started saying it, I was like, I, I didn't quite process it. It's one of those things where it's like, it's so, it seems so out of the realm of reality. I didn't quite process the information. <laughs> and so, yeah. But then, it, you know, it sunk in and then it was just like, wow. And then I, and I, then of course freaked out because I was like, well, now I have to email him back and I've got to email him back soon and I can't sound like an idiot. Right. So <laughs> I, had to, like, I had to work. So Andrew helped me write the email too because I was super nervous. <laughs> so you said Al sort of pitched the concept of the video. How much influence on the video did Al have or was it really just up to you to come up with the references and the photos and that sort of thing well i mean i mean we we definitely definitely talked back and forth like we definitely like he would uh, he would ask me about like he, he would ask me like what my ideas were and, and he i would like send him like a pitch with like different stuff and he said he, he would point out stuff he really really liked and stuff that he wasn't he's like oh maybe we focus on this instead you know he was very polite but very like he definitely knew what he wanted out right. of it and but I mean, he really kind of just let me let me go with it. And he wanted to have all the videos around six months before the album came out. So it was actually oh. a year before that. Wow. So he wanted to have the videos six months before, just so they were all lined up. Because he told me he was planning on doing like like the, I think it's eight videos, the eight video release or whatever. And they were going to, and he's like, this is going to be the second one to trust. I mean, not the second one, but it's the second song on the album. Mm. And um, so I knew it was the second song. Which is which is always terrifying because I always love the Weird Al second songs. They're almost always an original, <laughs> and, they're, and they're always really memorable. And they come after like the big parody, so it's right. like that's a lot of pressure. Because <laughs> you know, I mean, like uh, is uh, some of the best second songs. I mean, like everything you know is wrong. Isn't that a second song? Yeah, I wrong. Yeah, and like I just I. I was so oh, yeah, it was I was nervous for sure about that. <laughs> and so yeah, so it actually took me a year because I actually actually it was just I was working on it, but I was you know I was also you know working full time and everything like that. So it was like it was a it was it was sort of a balancing act um, to sort of try to get it done. But it actually it took a lot longer. I wasn't able to get the video to out in six months. Unfortunately, it took me the full year. Wow. To get to get it out just because of. Um, you know, like uh, I, I, I don't want, I don't know why I do this, but I always pick like the hardest way of doing something. <laughs> and sometimes it pays off, and sometimes it, it doesn't. Sometimes it 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 makes makes things harder. But um, the video, um, just it, around six months, it was like part of it was together, but I still had a huge chunk, and then. Fortunately, Al was very cool, and he just—he's like, yeah, he's like, just keep working on it, and you know, send it to me when it's when when you have it, and uh, and then I would send it to him, and then we would he would come back with uh, notes. Like there were like little changes, but because of the nature of the video, like you, I couldn't like just change whole sections or anything like that. But right. like because it's all kind of flows together. But there were a couple things that like just didn't play, or like a couple jokes that just didn't work as well. So we kind of like figured out ways to like cut around them or like replace some sections with something else mm -hmm. wow but it was very minor it was very minor al al really just kind of like let me let me do it and and uh yeah 
and uh the i remember one of the hard things was it's like well we're going to be using all these celebrity photos <laughs> so we got to like so he had to say we, we just got to run it. he had to run it through legal and i guess they just worked their magic i don't know wow. if they paid people or what but we got we we got all those celebrity photos but you know it's like not it's, it's parody so i guess there's some leeway there i don't know how they did it but that was that i remember that being sort of a a thing where he was like he's like yeah we're concerned about the video just because we don't know if we're gonna be able to show all these celebrity faces but he's like i don't he didn't for a while we were talking about doing caricatures of okay. them you know like like drawings right. but he was like he's like i don't think drawings are gonna be funny enough he's like i think it needs to be <laughs> images <laughs> it needs to be their faces you know kind of like that that sort of that that south park thing you right, know where it's right. like you, right. see the, you see the head of the person the, the picture of their face it's funny mel gibson i'm thinking about. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely so yeah. yeah with all those photos though you also have photos of al and all the guys in the band and dr demento did you just have them just take a whole bunch of photos of themselves or did they send you photos how did that work actually i mean the way that i like like i said i do i I tend to do things the hard way as opposed to the easy <laughs> way. So I actually um, went. I actually filmed the the Weird Al video with Al in a studio in Riverside, um, and uh, I got Al and um, uh, John Bermuda Schwartz to come out to that, mm-hmm. um, and we filmed them in the studio in Burbank and then I got Steve J and um to come out to my house and Dr. Demento. Oh wow. Um yeah, Dr. Me- I, that was that was surreal. Um <laughs> to get Dr. Deme- have Dr. Demento in my living room. Uh, that, was, <laughs> that was very that was very surreal. Uh but it was it was I, I mean cuz I, I and I, that was that was me actually. I asked out. I was like, "Hey, could we get your band in this and can we also get um dr demento and he was like he's like he's like you want dr demento i was like yeah he's like really (laughs) (laughs) um and uh but yeah but but they're really good friends and uh he just called him up and and uh and barry showed up and was just like came over and we filmed we filmed him and uh yeah just filmed him lip-syncing against a green screen and then i would just what i do is i i film the person and then i i turn them into an image sequence and then i print out that image sequence like in full 24 frames a second because you know when you're syncing it to, to the voice i'm sure they're, they're i'm sure a genius stop motion person could figure out a way to do it where you can do it at a lower <laughs> frame rate and just match it but i of course didn't do that i did it full 24 frames so it's wow. So it's it was a little bit it was a little bit rough, but that was actually the first section I animated was the the one of of uh, Doctor Demento's sort of head coming in that sort of like carnival thing with all the faces and games coming in. <laughs> so yeah, that was like one of my uh, that, that was that was one of my favorite things. What was great is is um, after we were done filming with Doctor Demento, he he st- he just um, he just sat there. On our couch, they just told us stories for like an hour. Oh my god! Which is awesome. And 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 Doctor Demento, I mean, he was obviously no stranger to me. Like when I was first being introduced to Weird Al, I had those like CDs of like his collections, you know, of all those classic Doctor Demento uh, 
songs that he's that's been on his show and all the really famous ones, you know, and and so I and I I wore those CDs out. They were like so scratched by the time I was older. In fact, I don't even know where they are are now because we we listened to them so much. I think I think we had to throw them out because they were just broken. You know, that was like every every road trip with my family is like playing playing Weird Al and playing a bunch of Doctor Demento, which had of course Weird Al songs on right. them. Um, so like Al all the time you know because like when i was younger like i was really into like my dad played like ray stevens for me and like uh just lots of like goofy like silly um uh rap you know raffy but like i was more into like the funnier ones like ray stevens and then once weird al came into the picture it was like all over i was like that's my favorite (laughs) but um but i like but i like that i like that silly style of music you know people who make funny songs you know and so Dr. Demento was just perfect, you know, all those tracks are great. And so he just told the stories about being in high school and, and what it was like being a nerdy guy in high school. But <laughs> he said that he got, he got, well, he always got invited to the cool kid parties because he had a better record collection than anybody at the school. So even though he was kind of a nerd, <laughs> he ended up DJing all these cool kid parties because he just had all the, he had all the records that he yeah. wanted to listen to. Wow. <laughs> and yeah, just, yeah, super, super nice guy super nice guy really uh really generous with his time and um yeah it was it was it was it was, just a, it was an honor obviously to meet him and, and uh just kind of super surreal you know Can't like most it. things in this you know yeah. maybe that's why the video is so surreal it's just because because <laughs> it was just it was it all felt like a really surreal experience to me the year flew by it didn't feel like a year when mm-hmm. i when when i got the email to when it came out it was kind of like floating a little bit now, so we, we talked about Al's band. We talked about Demento. We know that MC Lars has a cameo. We know that you're in the video. Who are some of these other people that um, show up in the in the music video? Yeah, there's some of them were just like my, my, my friends at the time, like uh, just like people who had like some people. Most of them were people who were my roommates. Okay. I, over, over the <laughs> year, I, I had like two or three different roommates. It was the same year Andrew moved out. So it was my multiple people had come to like, just be roommates for a little bit like i had roommates here and there um one of my ex-girlfriends is in there (laughs) and uh and so it's it's like uh it's just an amalgamation of just like people who i like and wanted to put them in that just to you know or like big weird al fans like my friend uh my friend chance is in it and uh and uh she really wants she really loves al and really wanted to be in it and so put her in it um and uh yeah it's just, I, I wish it was, i knew you earlier i, w- I would have loved to have been I, in it. <laughs> yeah 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 i would have absolutely absolutely nice it, and it was a lot of a lot of it was out of necessity because it's like i had all these moments and it's like well you got to see someone's face here and it's like i didn't really want to overuse celebrity faces because i was like well if especially because it was like one of the first concerns was like oh well, do we do pictures or do we do caricatures right. we don't know and it's like there's a possibility that we may have had to replace all the pictures with caricature faces, which scared me. But I was like, if, if I was like, if that's the case, I don't want to make the, the side characters, you know, celebrity faces just in case that's the case. So I was like, I just need people who are willing, you know, like, um, like some of my best friends are in there, you know, like, and, uh, my friend Dan, my friend Jeff. Um, and I just, I just, I wanted to just put, faces that i knew i could get access to right. that, that, were photos that i had taken 
that that I didn't have to worry about the rights to. So <laughs> I, that was sort of where it's just kind of out of necessity, really. But it was it was it was fun. It was fun to put my friends in there because then they they and they also have a lame claim to fame. Of course. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, and 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 uh, one of the things I really think is interesting. Maybe you guys were gonna talk about this. I don't know, but one of the things interesting about the video is like when you scroll down the YouTube comments. All the comments are people just listing their lame claims to fame, which yeah. I think is kind of a cool thing. <laughs> and it kind of keeps the video kind of alive. I, every couple months, I'll, I'll go and just see what people are saying. And there's always like one or one or two new comments about somebody <laughs> saying some lame claim to fame that they have. And I thought that was like kind of a brilliant idea on, on Al's part of making a song like that, that like was almost designed for YouTube comments to kind of come in. Right. <laughs> I noticed one of the top comments is from the Gregory brothers saying that they played cowbell in the song, uh, but I was, yeah. <laughs> is that just a joke? I mean, I don't think, I didn't think that they actually were in the song or are they in the, do they make a cameo? Actually, I don't, I, um, but they play, you know, I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. I actually don't, I don't know. Um, they're not in the video. Okay. Um, but it, it's, I think it's Bermuda Schwartz. I mean, he was the one who played it in the video, like to, you know, to beat. I don't know. I don't know what the recording process was like. So I don't, I don't know. Let's just they, be a joke, I guess. <laughs> I guess maybe, but, uh, but who knows? Who knows? I mean, they, they, they definitely could have, you know, I mean, Weird Al has a lot of friends and, and it could have been just one of those things where he, he, they, they did. I don't know. I, I would have, I just assumed that it was, uh, Bermuda, but. It'd be, uh, could, it could be, I wish I knew, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Throughout the video, of course, flipping through the scrapbook, our hands, are those Al's hands? Are they your hands? Whose hands are we seeing? Um, the, um, the hands are mine. Cause I, I looked in fact in all in, even the shot when the hand like comes out of the door at the beginning right. in the live action, that's my hand as well. Oh, okay. I felt like, I felt like my hand, I looked at Al's hands and I was like, oh, our hands don't look that dissimilar like they, they look very <laughs> so i was like i was like well it just it was just a way to save time for me like having to bring al in for every time i wanted a page turn you know because right. you know he's busy, you know like he doesn't have time so we basically had to figure out we figured we shot everything with him one day okay and then all of the the big the, the full shots of him at the beginning and then all of the all of the paper face stuff i filmed all that in one day with him and then I knew I would need a lot of hands turning the pages and smashing things and whatnot. <laughs> so I just, I just, so I was going to have a friend do it, but then I just looked at Al's hands on the, on the set and I was like, Hey, you know, I think mine could fake for those. So I just, I just kept the shirt that we used right. and, and use that. <laughs> and where is that shirt now? <laughs> that shirt. A museum somewhere? Probably. Yeah. No, I think I, I gave it to a friend of mine. I want to say somebody wanted it. And so I was like, okay. <laughs> I, cool. I, I try not to, I try not to get too precious with every single thing. Cause if I kept every little trinket or thing from this video, I'd have like way too much stuff. I have a few things. I've kept, I've kept like sort of my favorite stuff from the video in a scrapbook. Oh, cool. And then, but I, 
I kind of, I, a lot, I mean, there's like, there were like thousands and thousands of outfits. I mean, that, literally thousands of outfits. <laughs> and I was like, I can't keep all these. If you find a, a garbage bag full of them, I, I think Dave and I would be happy to split them up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah, this outfit. I mean, I definitely have all of like the raw footage and all the, you know, all the, um, the stills that we made of everything, you know, it's like, wow. so it's like, to me, like throwing the paper, it was like, ah, uh, it's just paper, but like the, right, right. You know, I still have all the all the footage. You know, of course. Right. You know, don't I wouldn't throw that out. But hey, you kept this little scrapbook full of stuff. Were there any really personal stuff in this video that you kept or that you put in there just because you know you wanted to get that in a Weird Al video? I, you know, I don't know. I, I think I just let the the idea kind of take me where it where it took me, and I didn't really kind of think about like putting my my own personal touch on it because I felt like just me, the act of me just doing it all the time would just have. That personal, I really just kind of wanted to make sure that I put in all the. It was really, honestly, it's like the references and the little aside stuff. It's like I wanted to include in the video all the stuff that I loved from Weird Al videos that I had seen and and uh, and songs that I loved and and um, and uh, I don't know. I just wanted to to put in everything that I when I think about Weird Al, it's like. I almost wanted to like put in what was in my brain, you know, just like everything that I could think about. Like when I'm thinking about Weird Al, I, have, I think about this and this and this and this and this. And it's like, you know, I think it's, it's, he's amazing to me because it's like, you know, when people think about novelty records, you know, it's like, well, they're, they're called novelty records, you know? So it's like, they're, they, they, they often don't get considered as like, either if you look at how amazing Al's career is and how influential he is and how popular he is and how good he is, you're, it's like he transcends just like you know those people who will just make a silly song occasionally or a silly record. You know, it's like mm-hmm. he's 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 I think one of the greatest music musicians who's ever lived because he's like he takes he's he's it's so popular now to just take and remix and and reimagine songs or like take old songs and and kind of update them. You know, everybody's like remixing and stuff like that. And YouTube right. is like an entire there's an entire culture on YouTube that's just all like parodying songs. And it's like, I don't think it would exist almost. I feel like somebody else would have had to invent that because it's like Al's sort of responsible for all that. So in the video, I just wanted to include my love for his music. And, and, uh, <laughs> and you know, I he, he he sort of was my whole like, you know, like I said, like when I was growing up, he it's like I don't think I would have had a, as good of a time in um, elementary school, and middle school if, if I hadn't. If I didn't have Al tapes to listen to, I, I think I, I think it would have been a lot worse. You know, I actually I actually remember super embarrassing. I don't know if this is interesting and if we'll make the podcast or not. But like when I was in middle school, like I got bullied. I got bullied my first year there, just like pretty hardcore. And so I was very scared of new people. You know, so anybody new, um, I was scared and. and Thinking back on this, this is like the craziest, most embarrassing thing. But like when I was when I was a kid, like I wanted to like make friends, so I would like sing Weird Al songs to them. <laughs> I love and that. I ended up, and I ended up singing to this guy, and uh, and he was Latino, and I sang Taco Grande to him, <laughs> <laughs> thinking you know. But he, he he was very nice and very and thought it was funny. I think it's just funny to see this white kid try to pronounce Spanish words. <laughs> so he, so he would like he kept bringing over his friends to like listen to me singing Taco Grande, and he made me do it like five times. And he would just bring over all his friends. 
and that. I was just happy. I was just happy to have like you know like people that would laugh at what I was doing. You know, like even if they were making fun of me, like it it, it still it didn't feel that way. You know? Right. It, it felt right. very it felt very nice. So it's 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 just I don't know. It's like I kind of cringe thinking about that kind of stuff now. But I you know I was sixth grade. I'm like you, you make you do silly stuff when you're young. But <laughs> it's, I I don't know I don't know because I, I I mean I'd probably listen I I probably listen to Taco Grande like a million times. I've so much. And like so much of Al's Al's stuff, you know. Yeah, I did notice the Taco Grande reference in the video. Oh, yeah, you gotta have, yes. a, you gotta have a Grande Taco in there somewhere. <laughs> and then I noticed there were a whole bunch of other Easter eggs to Weird Al songs. And I noticed that of course there are a whole bunch of just other Easter eggs in there. And one of my personal favorites is right at the beginning of the video, you have a star for Jay Levy on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. (laughs) Yeah. And that's a personal to me. So are there any other like just Easter eggs that you want us to look for? You want your people to look for and and see that that you're really proud of? I mean, I'm, I don't know. I don't know if I'm I'm proud of, I mean, I just think they're fun. I mean, Jay Levy's cool. I actually got to talk to Jay a little bit, you know, via email. Mm -hmm. uh, Well, the making of it you know because he's i mean he's still i think i'm pretty sure he's still al's manager in some some regards so and uh obviously a legend in in yeah. the weird al video yes. directing realm you know which is interesting because al al pretty much directs like all his own videos like in the in the last few years he directed a lot of his own videos mm-hmm. which i thought was interesting and uh and then for this one he got a bunch of guest directors but for the for mandatory fun but right. I, don't, I don't know i mean the food ones are always the ones that I don't know why the food ones are the always ones that come to mind. Like the riot, riot, the, riot the Kaiser. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that one's, you know, cause the food album, I don't know why, but the food album was a much bigger deal when I was a kid. Like we were like super into the food album. We like loved the food album, <laughs> even though it's just like, even though it's an amazing, mostly a collection of just food songs from other records. But like, I don't know why we just loved it. <laughs> me, and, me, and, me and Andrew loved that one. I never personally owned that one though. Andrew owned that one. I wouldn't own like a ton of. I I owned like, I think like three or four. But Andrew had like all of them, so I would just go to his house and listen. <laughs> no, and uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I, I I guess I'd have to go through it. I know there was one person on the thread who literally went through the entire video and pretty. I think think they pretty much got everything. Oh like, wow. he, he, he like timestamped like every reference <laughs> and i was like that must have taken a long time yeah wow <laughs> yeah i don't know i'm just like like i put the entire lyrics to hardware store in there yeah <laughs> just because i don't know i just thought that that was a funny like i don't know i've always i always thought that whole part was really silly and funny yeah. when you just like list things <laughs> and once i read it i was like well i'll just put those i'll just put those in there <laughs> Just like, I don't know, it felt like a kitchen sink kind of video where you're just going to throw everything that you possibly can. I tried to throw references in there to the band he was parodying, Southern Culture on the Skids. Uh, John Bermuda Schwartz got the got the actual kit. Not the kit that they used, but the the guy who made the kit for Southern Culture on the Skids, the, the drum kit. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he got that exact kit from the exact guy who made it. That's insane. Wow. <laughs> I love that attention to detail. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, he's he's he is he is the person. He is he is so I mean he's he's uh Al's archivist. So he archives everything Al does. And so he knows like everything about Al and everything about all the bands that Al is parodying. He is like a, a, a genius when it comes to like <laughs> 
knowing every he just knows so much about music and stuff like that yeah he's incredible he's, he's really good i'd love to hear about some of the things that are not necessarily al references i noticed two different phone numbers in the video that are not like 555 like two real phone numbers and i was just curious about you know what the intention on those and and I, I will admit, I, I called oh, them. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to remember <laughs> what those were and what the were. Have you called them? Do they go anywhere? Or they... So one of them is 323-577-LAME. That's for the computer classes. And it, it just goes to you know a voicemail of a, a Google voice number. And then on the, the part where there's the, um, the ink stamp in the pad, there is a broken kind of phone number, but it works out to be a, an actual phone number. And uh, that one also just went to voicemail with no... You know, nothing but generic. So I was just curious <laughs> if, like, if you set those up or if they were friends of yours. I think or... I, honestly, I mean, I it's been it's been a minute. I yeah. feel like we did. I feel like Andrew and I were like, yeah, let's put, let's make some Google Voice numbers. Yeah, and put them in there. <laughs> and then I don't know what happened to them. I don't know if maybe if they're Andrew's Google Voices and he gets ringed occasionally when people. <laughs> call those. I, 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 that it, it's coming back to me. That does sound familiar. That we were like, yeah, let's just do some Google Voice numbers and like try to put a funny message on it. Maybe <laughs> and maybe we did, and then it expired oh, it or something. Great, but I, I I I forget, but. It was something like that where we were like, yeah, we should do something like that. Or, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I think there was some talk. I don't know if we actually did this, but I thought there was some talk of putting in the phone number of. Uh, so in fifth grade, we had a terrible teacher. <laughs> and uh, He was the worst. And uh, at, at the school that we went to, called Mr. W. And uh, he just. He, he just didn't understand Andrew and me, you know, because we were kind of like wild, wacky kids, you know, hyperactive, you know, didn't we had no other fr really close friends at the school, but each other. Yeah. So he was always se separating us and uh, all the other kids were just annoyed by us. And uh, he was just he was so bad that it was the only year Andrew ever went to school at that school. He was there for one year and then his parents were like, nope, we don't like this guy either. And they took him out. Oh, wow. And uh, so, wow. so I think for a while we thought we thought about putting his number to try to, you know, like to, so he would call. <laughs> so that, that could very well be one of those numbers could very well be his number. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> and, and and maybe he just turned it off because maybe he got a few calls. And he was like, what is this? I kind of like to think that I did that. I, and I did so many things, and it was like, it was so rapid fire, and I was trying to work so fast. It was like, we would just come up with ideas. Like, yeah, let's just do it. Just write it. Just write it. Like, I love put that. it in there. What's the number? I don't know. I guess yeah, I don't. I don't know. Maybe, and it could just be that I was just like, let's just pick numbers that aren't anything and yeah. put them in there because I hate I hate five 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 numbers. Yeah. I I right. find them I, like, they're so distracting. Like whenever I watch a movie and it says five five five, I'm like, well, I know that's not a real number. Right. Right. It's just so I don't know. To me, it's like it just takes you out of out of the movie. Not that this is very realistic. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you did that though. I think that's just it adds so much. <laughs> I was curious about the official Etch-a-Sketch Club member patch. Was that something that you came up with, or was that Al's thing? What was the history on that? But that was yeah, Al found that he just he, he was he went to a thrift store and like looked for all like the costumes. And he, so he would be like taking pictures of himself in different outfits, 
hit the costume store, that was a surreal day when I was getting like texts from Alan. Just like, hey. I'm just kind of standing there in different outfits. And he was like, look at this. He's like, look at this hat. And it says official at the sketch club member. And I was like, I was like well, that's got to be it. Right. So, yeah. It's I just something that. he found at the thrift shop. So I guess that was, it just, you know, I mean, he just finds weird, cool stuff like that. And, I don't know if it was a costume shop or or or, or, or a thrift shop. It felt like a thrift shop because just like he was just getting like overalls and the right. thing because he wanted to kind of just like have that 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 vibe the guy from Southern Culture and the Skids who like almost always wears overalls mm -hmm. in a lot of the videos anyway. Right. But yeah, yeah. I think it was just yeah, a hat outbound, <laughs> which is great. Now, in there with all these Motley Crue tickets, there is one Weird Al ticket for Topeka, Kansas on April 14, 2004. Is that any significance to you, or is that just a random Weird Al ticket that you put in there? Um, it is a random one. However, I was trying to find one from a city that had some relevance to me, and Topeka, Kansas was close, was the only ticket I could find that was closest to... Well, I wanted it to be like sort of like mid, like Midwest, because mm -hmm. because of the Southern culture and the skids sort of like reference, and I wanted it to be, and I, and I have family in Kansas, so I, I just I kind of put just I was it was just yeah it wasn't not really very big story of that just they were, it was close enough to Lenexa that I was like uh, well, <laughs> okay <laughs> have you got to see Weird Al in concert at all I have yeah uh, I love him. Uh, he's great. He actually, I went and saw him in my hometown, which is near Monterey, California. And uh, so that was surreal going, basically, we saw him at the Golden State Theater um, during his uh, self-indulgent tour. Nice. And, oh. and, and I was, I got, I, you know, and I was his guest. He, he, he let me come as his guest which is great. That's and so I was cool. apparently the only, I was the only one in that city on, on his personal guest list. Like there's other guest lists for like the different band members. Right. But I, I was, I, I, it was, so it, it, I don't know. It, it was very special. It was very kind of him to do that. My dad actually bought the, uh, the VIP, you know, thing so you can meet him and take yeah. a photo with him. Right. And, uh, which was weird. Cause my dad thought that that would put him in the same area as me. <laughs> but it's like that just lets you sit and wait and then you get a sign Al signs some stuff and takes a photo with you but like mine got me backstage and so basically I had to just leave my dad <laughs> sitting with the audience for like I don't know an hour or whatever it was wow. um, but, Al, but Al was so generous with his time and talked to me and, and when my dad took a photo with him my dad's like hey can my wife and kid get in the photo too and even though we didn't pay for the you know, the VIP, he, of course, let us come over and take course, a photo yeah. as well. <laughs> Such a nice guy and and uh, and really generous and um, yeah, sends me a Christmas card every year, which is very sweet. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I mean, it's digital, but because I'm sure he has a bazillion people he sends Christmas still. cards. Still. It's, it's great. It's great to get that in my inbox every every year. <laughs> so Dave and I just have to make a music video for him when we get on the Christmas card list. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was a. It was a wonderful experience. I learned a lot uh, about making videos and about you know, uh, you know, working with uh, working with talented people and and trying to you know, I don't know. It was. It was. A, it just felt like a whirlwind. It's hard to believe it was so long ago. <laughs> right. On the self indulgent vanity tour, that was the tour where he did a different set list every night, and it was mostly originals. Did he happen to play Lame Claim to Fame that evening? 
I believe he did. Oh, I believe he did. <laughs> um, but I'm but I'm not positive. It could have been the time. I saw him in Vegas as well, just on on the mandatory fun tour. And oh, cool. He, he definitely played it then because he always, he, would, he would always play it second after after um, Tacky. And then, but yeah, no, I you know I don't I don't recall because I feel like I, I don't I don't remember if he played okay. it that night. But that it would have been cool if he did. I <laughs> I want to say I remember my mom and my dad looking over at me when that song played. But, <laughs> um, I don't know. It was a great it was a great set list though. He played he played a lot of good stuff. I'd have to like look look at it. It was um, I, I guess you could just look at the tour whenever he played Monterey. But it was uh, it was a cool. He played some he played some interesting stuff. He played Nature Trail of Hell, which was was awesome. Oh, so such a great song live. <laughs> oh man, like I, I, I was like. That was the one my parents didn't like. That one. Oh. But I, I like that one. That's what I love about Al. He's always like uh, Andrew probably said this, but like he's just he always pushes the boundaries just a little bit. Like he's he's not perfectly G-rated. There will always be like a little bit mm-hmm. of like subversion in everything <laughs> he does to make your to make it would just make my parents kind of like look up when I would be listening <laughs> to some of it. And like, you know that? But they, but he was so funny and like charming that it's like they would still allow me to listen to it. Cause right. my parents were very like, you know, like they wouldn't let, let me listen to like anything with bad lyrics or anything. So like Al was sort of like the closest I would, I would get, it was like PG 13 lyrics. <laughs> right. Sometimes I was allowed, I was allowed to that, but then occasionally they would be like, what did he say? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, through the magic of the internet, I looked up the set list for that concert and there is no lame claim to fame, but there is one song that he did at the end called the elements by Tom Lear. Yes. Uh, that is like one of my favorite songs to hear Al do a cover of. Yeah. What was that like in person? Oh, it was awesome. I mean, yeah, it was, yeah, it was just so, yeah, it was, it was cool because like, um, I remember, I remember being excited to hear that because that popped up on Breaking Bad at one point. I think. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember hearing that and going, oh, that's that song. And like, and I was super excited. And then Al played it at the show and I was, oh, that's so cool. It was just great. And he, I mean, he nailed it, of course. Um, and um, yeah, just, it's, um, and just so fast. I mean, it, it gets so fast at that yeah. moment, you know, like, right. I mean, he, he just like, I'm just in awe by like how talented how talented he is and yeah it was it was it was terrific it was it was a really really great show it was it was really great for me because it was like because i you know you've heard the parodies a million times but it's, it was just great to hear the the you know songs that he loves and songs that mm-hmm. that are important to him being played and honestly the audience was so into it and it, it didn't matter that he wasn't you know playing the parodies like everybody was everybody everybody's with him and i think that that to me just says that he is he's just such a great artist that he he, he trans he, his originals are just as exciting to listen to as his parodies absolutely and, uh, yeah, sure, no, it, yeah. was, it was it was it was tremendous it was a tremendous show I had a lot of fun and what was crazy is i kind of feel like his music sort of healed me because that entire day i don't know what it was something i ate but i just had i had like the worst stomach ache of my entire life like i was like i was supposed to go to dinner with my mom and uh and andrew's family and i just couldn't i just i had i was basically lying down in the back seat of my mom's car in anguish and agony oh. just like so i was like i was like 
I'm on the guest list. I cannot miss this concert. He's like, I'm like this is going to be the worst experience of my life. Because I was like sweating and like, I just felt so oh, horrible. I don't know what it was. And then we we go to the show and um, the opener is the the comedian, the guy who gets his finger chopped off in Weird Al. Emo. Like, yeah, yeah. Emo Phillips. Yeah. yeah, Emo Phillips. During his set, I was just, I was in agony. I was just like, I was like, oh no, this is going to be the worst. This is going to be terrible. I'm going to be sick the whole show. And then Al's music came on. And right about the second song, I was like, I felt my stomach start to feel better. And, from, and it just kept getting better. And by the end of the show, I was fine. So I don't know what to say. It's not, I don't know if it's divine intervention or whatever, but. You know. No, it music, absolutely was. His music is, his music was, his music soothed. Now you're working on this video so far in advance of it actually coming out. Were you working with a demo of the song? I mean, it was pretty close to done, but like he did send me like a final, final like mix. Like the one I got wasn't like fully mastered, Mm -hmm. but it was like, it wasn't like just him and a guitar or anything. It was, it was, it was a full mix of the song. Just wasn't like mastered yet. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah, and so like the so yeah, so like right before it came out, when when we were kind of going over everything and the notes and the thing on it, he, he sent me the final master to put over it. Mm. So no, 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 like lyrics change. Nothing surprised you at all. Still fit with what. Yeah, you no, yeah, it was all. It was yeah. all. He, yeah, he's. I think he just. He's just so good, and he just plans everything out so perfectly that he he just he knows. He I think when he asks for videos, he knows that the songs are done. Right. Yeah, he just seems to have everything. Um, yeah, and there was, fortunately, no lyrics changed. Yeah. It's like, I was like, I was like, well, this this whole section doesn't make any sense now. Right. <laughs> is it correct that you are employed at TMZ? I was, yes. You were? I did work at TMZ, okay. which, is, which is very funny. I don't know if they know about the song. I'm sure they do. I'm That's sure they probably my next did a whole question. <laughs> I, think, I think I told people there when I was working there, I was like, you guys have heard the Weird Al parody of this. But, you know, like, TMZ is an interesting place. I strangely enough, I actually love pretty much everybody I work with. Everybody there is super nice, except for maybe some of the some of the office people are kind of you know they're just very serious and like okay. on camera. But most of the on camera people are really super nice in real life, and I, and I like working with all of them. I was actually sad to leave. I, I left. It was just it wasn't giving me the the time to sort of focus on my own creative stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, nothing against them. It was just it just wasn't a good fit for me uh, personally. Um, but no, I love, I love everybody there, um, that I, that I interacted with and, uh, uh, but I see, but they, I, but they, you know, they're in different loops, you know? So when I was like talking about weird Al, they're like, they're like all right, <laughs> they're, just not, they're just not their, not their wheelhouse. Like if I had, if I had said like Anya or Beyonce had said something about something, they would have, your ears would have perked up. Right. But when I was like, yeah, weird Al did a song about you. They're like, okay. <laughs> it's no fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, no, I yeah, I've worked at a few interesting places. Worked at TMZ, the NFL, um, uh, NFL uh, uh, network, and uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, when you're in LA, you know, you just work, you work at a lot of different places. I worked at a Korean pop culture network. Oh wow, which was, <laughs> yeah, which is fun, and they uh, they actually they love Weird Al over there, so that was cool. <laughs> well, that's someone else likes Weird Al. <laughs> yeah. I know it's always it's always good to find a Weird Al fan, you know. It's like 
for a while it was a secret handshake and now now if someone's like they don't like weird out you're like what is wrong with you right right <laughs> right no, that's totally it's like what, yeah. what who who hurt you, <laughs> you <know? laughs> who hurt you to make you not like al he's yeah he's he's yeah he's very he's super important to me uh in in you know in just my life and and obviously like just so great to work with him yeah Okay, you got the lame claim to fame with the TMZ connection. You got the lame yep. claim to fame with the MC Lars connection. Yep. And of course, the uh, just this gigantic robot kills makes the cameo in the lame claim to fame video. Yes, absolutely. Not lost on us. I, and I, then, I had to do that because, you know, it's like that was the reason that I got the video. So right. I had to include yeah. that in there. And then you've got another lame claim to fame with Real Big Fish because Travis Wirtz and Dan Regan play on your horoscope for today. Yeah. And then you, of course, did their video, Don't Stop Stinking. Yeah, Don't Stop Stinking, which is, uh, yeah, which is great. And uh, uh, their manager, uh, Vince, is super nice. And he was the one I mainly dealt with when, when doing that video. I only met them one day, which was the day of the shoot. But um, all the planning leading up to that was was Vince. And I and um, and Vince is funny. He 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 actually allowed us to shoot in his soundstage for the Lame Claim to Fame video. So wow. he yeah, oh, he wow. actually he was just really cool and like basically gave us full access to his whole soundstage to do all that stuff. And he's just a really great guy. And I remember he said to me, he's like. I was. I just told him I was really, you know, happy to be working on the Real Big Fish video. I was a fan, and, and he was like, "Yeah." He's like, "He's like, just remember." He's like, "Tim." He's like, "People who do Real Big Fish videos go on to do bigger things." <laughs> and he was like, "He was so right." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, no offense to the Real Big Fish, they're they're amazing, but like, I mean, Al, it's like, you know, that for me, it's like it, for me, it's yeah. a bigger thing. He's on his own level. So it's 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 sure. just so up there, you know. But I, I I had a great time. I owe them I owe them a lot for for letting me do their video and. And it was it was well received. Everybody it seemed to the fans seemed well received. And what was cool about it, it was like a, a video for the fans. So we basically just brought in as many real big fish fans as we could. So all the people in the video are just fans. They're not cast or anything. They're just like people who love real big fish. Mm-hmm. We, they just wanted to basically do like a soul train type of thing where it's just like they just get a dance and like we just we feature the fans and the whole idea was just to feature the fans. And I thought that was a really neat um, thing. And it was. Yeah, it was really fun. We filmed in this this place called Cowtown, out in uh, Riverside. Oh wow! Which is like this, which is this like a square dancing, you know, country country dancing sort of uh, place. It's like it's like apparently been there for a really 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 long time. And uh, yeah, we filmed out there. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I actually owe a lot to that video. It's funny. It's like everything in your life kind of like leads you in different directions. I actually. It's that, that that one I sort of owe to Andrew as well, ours because I um, he introduced me to a friend of his, this guy named Joe Dexter, who's like in this band called Orange. Um, uh, I don't know if he's still with Orange or if he's solo now, um, but he um, I made two videos for Orange, and um, they went on tour with Real Big Fish. And they just like I guess they just talked me up as a music video director, and that's how I got the Real Big Fish Whoa. gig. So it's like it's all just like you know it's kind of like who you know in a lot of ways you know just you do something for somebody and then it it pay, it pays off ultimately when somebody else when they when somebody else sees it or somebody else like is you know uh, experiences it you know I don't know it's cool. What other videos have you been working on lately? I've actually just just gotten back into doing the music video thing. I'm working on music video for my cousin Desiree. It's country just a country music video, pretty 
pretty pretty simple, but it was it was nice to it filmed it all out in Idaho. Oh wow! Working, yeah, which is fun to go out there and film with my cousin, and uh, and then I went to Washington and filmed the super commuter video, which is sort of like a the video about a cannibal. Oh. <laughs> so that's a little great. more that's a little more that, that has a little more stuff to stuff to chew on and then <laughs> and then um yeah and then just been working on some short films i've uh, i really love horror horror films are like some of my favorite things in the world so i've i've in the last few years i've made a couple of short horror films i'm working on one right now and yeah just kind of continuing on you know in that uh just try to keep creating you know i love i love making things i love coming up with ideas and, mm-hmm. and executing them so uh yeah and i have a couple i have a couple stop motion video ideas that i'm trying to get off the ground um to get sort of back into that paper world you know yeah. <laughs> i i would love to see a nature trail to hell in 3d stop motion oh man and and actually have it in 3d yes that would be that would be the key <laughs> stop motion in 3d that would be the stop motion thing. 3D is like, yeah stop motion 3d is actually really cool if you have like one of those motion control arms you can actually do 3d with one camera apparently oh really so basically if it's oh. motion controlled the, the 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 camera can move to the other eye and take both shots since since everything's still nothing's moving the camera can just move to oh, the second okay. position of the stereoscopic um do the stereoscopic effect and i've been wanting to play around with that so hey. mm, giving me idea giving me ideas <laughs> i mean even just a music video would be so cool for uh for that oh yeah yeah nature trail to hell would just be yeah amazing I, I always thought like like it, it would almost be perfect in that style that jurassic park was done in you know just like the the claymation yeah oh totally. just because like sure. just you know with all the guts and the heads and stuff like that <laughs> yeah, you can <laughs> get away with that <laughs> yeah but it's just so fun i mean granted it would be it would be also be fun to see like a really gnarly like violent version yeah. of it just, just to sort of like see what that would look like you know because you can kind of imagine, like, I've, I've often listened to that song and been like, well, what would the plot of this movie actually look like? <laughs> you know, because he says, because he says he kills like six or seven campers in every scene. Right. <laughs> I'm like, what does that look like for a real movie? You know, obviously he's hyperbole. He's trying to be ridiculous. But like, I was like, well, what if you actually tried to make that movie? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like how would you how would you structure a story around this like, right it's like know, you'd if, have to have it in the history. background of, of other scenes you know just like, <laughs> yeah. they're in a diner if, and out the window you see <laughs> the killer killing cub scouts <laughs> yeah but it's like how many cub scouts it would have to be like a massive gathering it would have to be like a really massive gathering six or seven in every scene most most scenes of most movies have like a hundred scenes <laughs> Yeah, and you can't just kill them all at once. It has to be, you know, <laughs> drawn out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like, yeah, I, I, I often think about that when I listen to that song. I'm like, or, or, I'm, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's so great. So great. I love, I love those ones. The really, the sort of the darker. I feel like you can make a whole album of like Al's kind of darker songs. You know, just the ones that are a little more macabre. Yeah. Like, uh, the night Santa went crazy, totally. or Christmas um, at Ground trigger, Zero. Trigger, trigger, trigger happy, trigger happy pretty dark, especially <laughs> in the current climate. You know, uh, it's uh, every. He's just yeah. He he's got like he he's definitely got a really dark sense of humor, and when he wants to, he can just kind of turn it on. You know, like um, the good old days is another one. That yes, hits, right. It's black <laughs> and like in, it's 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 like a I don't know like a, just like a serial like like just like um 
a sociopath who just like just. <laughs> uh, well, then of course, that's so good. even happy birthday. You know the <laughs> the whole oh yeah happy thing birthday Every, everybody's gonna die world you know, blows up <laughs> yeah. so great yeah he's just he's always and he's yeah exactly he's had it since the beginning and in every one of his albums he definitely has at least one or two kind of darker themed mm -hmm. dark comedy sort of things and his videos too you know the one more minute how violent it is and like you know <laughs> like the or like the the you don't love me anymore yeah that's a really <laughs> all right it's very dark you know just like people getting hurt constantly all the blood and like <laughs> Headline news, pretty dark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's one of that's one of my favorite of his videos. I had that on VHS, and I watched. I had like a collection of his videos, and headline news was on there. I just, remember, I love that one. Yeah, it's just such a good video. Judy Tsunoda is also in that one. Bumblebee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Doctor Demento. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so great. I have Doctor Demento. He's to me. He's, to me, it's like he goes hand in hand. Like I always love seeing him in those videos. So it's like. And, and and the band as well. Yeah, right. Um, so it's like I had to. I just had to get them in there. I was like, they have to be part of this. It's like it's just it's because it's part of the. I don't know. I I forget. We had the keyboardist. I we just couldn't. I don't know if we couldn't get him or I, maybe I just didn't. Yeah, ask about him I was wondering email. if why Ruben wasn't in there. If that was a intentional yeah. or. It was not intentional. No. It was it was just a, probably just an oversight, probably on my part. Mm. Um, because I did mention the band, but then I just listed the names of them, and I just don't think I included his. So, hmm. Ruben, if you're listening, I'm sorry. He seems like, <laughs> he seems like a really cool guy, though. I got I did get to meet him briefly at the Monterey show. Oh, cool. I mean, he's just, and he is just the life of the party. He is. He, he is, totally he is. is. <laughs> he is. He just has so much energy, and I I was surprised, you know, because like the other band members are just they're really mellow, they're super mellow, um, and uh, and chill. Yeah. And just just the just the nicest nicest guys all of them yeah every everybody everybody i met from al's camp was just the nicest and it's just like it just it, it's so refreshing when you meet your heroes and, the, and they're as nice as you want them to be yeah. you know and they're and they're like yeah. and they surround themselves with good people and and everything every, everybody was extremely nice to me and and uh really yeah it was just great it was just great to hang hang with them and it was just so surreal to have them in my house and stuff like that and, <laughs> yeah it was awesome yeah and they and they would and they recognized me when when i would come to the shows you know so that felt that felt cool too it's like i wasn't just some some guy that they're like oh yeah i remember you sort of you know they were they were always very polite mm -hmm. and nice and, yeah great 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 stuff and Al is just, you know, he's a legend. I don't know what to say. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of really glad that he's finally getting, he's finally, I feel like he, he's always been popular, but like, I feel like he's, I feel like at least now it's like, there's so much, someone, so many kids who grew up with him are like our age now. Just like, we were just like, yeah, no, he's great. We put him up there with like the greatest artists out there just cause he's, he's finally getting, you know, the amount, the, the, the attention that I think he deserves, which I think is awesome. Agreed. Yeah. Yes. Tim, this was so much fun. <laughs> I feel like we could <laughs> talk to you for you hours. Thanks for this having is, me. I, 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 was, I was really worried because I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I guess I don't really know what to say about the video. You know, it's just, you know, because stop motion is just so, it's so quiet and tedious and 
And it's just like, yeah, I just I cut out paper things, you know, that's <laughs> most of what I did. <laughs> uh, but it was it was fun. Yeah. But I, I but I like stop motion because you can you can listen to music while you do it. It's the it's the one art of filmmaking where you can like listen to music, and 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 uh, you can still work on it. You know, like it's hard to listen to music and and have dialogue scenes or edit even. You know, but like stop motion is great because you can listen to records while you do it. And Andrew fortunately had a huge record collection, and so I put on like all the Weird Al vinyls that we had, <laughs> which definitely included uh, Dare to Be Stupid in 3D. And yeah. Even worse. So that's a lot of fun. It's <laughs> so fun. Yeah, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate you having me on. Huge thanks to Tim Thompson and a huge, huge thanks to MC Lars, our guest from Six Inch, for connecting us to Tim. And if you haven't heard our interview with MC Lars, why don't you go back in the time machine or just go to 2000inch.com. Yeah, you can hear all of our back episodes on 2000inch.com. Isn't MC Lars an amazing guy? And isn't Tim Thompson an amazing guy? I can totally believe that they are good friends because they both are just so much fun to talk to. They are really huge Weird Al fans as well. It was so much fun talking to both of them about <laughs> Weird Al. It's like talk, like me and you talking. They must have those same conversations. There should be Tim and Lars's, <laughs> Tim and MC's, Dave and Tim... <laughs> I can't Tim even. And MC. <laughs> there should be Tim and MC Lars 2000 inch Weird Al podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, that would be our competition. Forget that. <laughs> so if you like us, and we hope you do, please consider supporting our podcast, Dave and Ethan's 2000 inch Weird Al podcast, at patreon.com slash 2000 inch. Yeah, it's a great way for you to tell us thank you for all the free content that we provide to you every week. Yeah, it's totally free, what you're listening to right now. You could give us money, though. (laughs) (laughs) And if you do like this podcast, please consider going over to iTunes and leaving us a five-star review. Also, please consider subscribing. We're not only on iTunes, we're also on Stitcher, we're on Google Play, we're on iHeartRadio, we're on Atari 2600 cartridge, we're also on Spotify, we're everywhere you can stream podcasts. And don't forget, five-star reviews. We love those. You can check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Patreon, all at 2000inch, and of course, 2000inch.com. And you can check out our Facebook group, join in on all the fun, and use hashtag 2000inch and hashtag Gill and Chill. <laughs> and don't forget to give us a call, 347-SPATULA. That's 347-772-8852. You do not have to have one to lunch with Weird Al to give us a call <laughs> at that number. You can leave us a message. Anytime you want, we love hearing from our listeners. We might even play your message on the air. And, of course, check out our strings attached to our bonus centimeter episodes to hear all of our concert reviews and more fun. We just posted 21 centimeter, and, of course, our Patreon subscribers got to hear it a week early. We also post a brand new full episode every Wednesday, so you want to check that out, you want to subscribe. I can't wait for them to hear next week's episode, Ethan. And next week's episode is none other than 30 Inch. That was Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al Podcast, episode 29 Inch. I think it's just funny to see this white kid try to pronounce Spanish words. <laughs>